And welcome into the G.I. Jake Show right here on Fan Run Radio in the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. Jake Miller alongside Brett Hollander, Jack Bianta. Marcus Young is out sick today. Notice I didn't call him intern Jack. He is currently leading the betting tracker for the second week in a row. Going 3-1 and one last night. 2-2 two and two on my end. 1-3 and three on Brett's. Marcus actually got two. And what may or may not have been his picks, but we're going to say they're his picks. Therefore, Marcus Young is two and two on the week. We're going to be joined by Sammy Kincaid here in about 15 minutes. We're going to be breaking down what all's happening in college basketball, what all's happening with this court case, which is uh, where Tennessee's filed a restraining order against the NCAA, essentially. Uh, that is going on today. And we should know something about that. I don't know if we'll know about it by the end of this show, by the time the drive gets ready to come on later. You'll be able to know exactly what has happened with the court case up in Greenville. Also going to be joined by Johnny Hodge in hour number two of the show. Going to be giving us some betting advice, giving you some betting advice, quite frankly, because we need it. I mean, let's call that like it is, man. We need advice when it comes to this. And we are going to go ahead and start the talk, man. Big game this weekend. The game of the year. The most watched game of the year. The Super Bowl, Kansas City, San Francisco, two cities that have two names. <laughs> you guys find that weird? SFKC? I had never even thought about it, to be honest. Really? Yeah. I hadn't either until I looked at the logos on the helmets. I was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> There's two names in each of these teams. Goodness. <laughs> Chiefs, 49ers. That's the game. So, as we look at this oh by the way uh how about kansas ruining a couple of our bets last night kansas not mad about it loses in overtime to kansas state if you didn't see the rankings after we went off the air yesterday kansas jumped above tennessee and houston putting them at number four dropping tennessee to number six houston to number five and then kansas goes out and loses in overtime to k-state 75 to 70 in which it ruined my bet and stopped jack from going four and zero oh so close yesterday, yeah. you almost went four and zero. Oh. I thought they'd pull it out in overtime because yeah, Kansas State is Kansas State's not, not that, that good. good. So no, they I, can we call them a flash in the pan? Can we call last year's team a flash in the pan? Mm, I mean, yeah, I guess it's a rivalry game though. I mean, that's it's not an easy place to play. They always play it's them not. tough. I mean, doesn't matter who you are. I mean, South Carolina came here and beat us. I mean, like when they weren't as good as we thought, you know, so. One in stripe says they're also playing in a city with two words. Las Vegas. <laughs> Goodness, a lot of twos. A lot of twos. I mean, when you look at what all is going on in college basketball right now, uh, quite frankly, you know, when you place a futures bet, if you are into that, uh, I don't know how to pick a winner. I really don't know how you pick a winner. With everything that we got going on and how unpredictable everything is. Your only three consistencies are the three teams at the top. Your Purdue's, your Yukons. We should have known Purdue and Yukon from the very get go. Yeah. Like if there was gonna be two solid, most consistent teams all season long, it was gonna be those two. I had no idea North Carolina was gonna be this good. Well, Purdue's just so boring to watch though, because all it is is Zach Eady. He's a foot and a half taller than everybody. That's all he's good I mean, at. But that's the reason why you should have known they would have been where they are. Well, yeah, because you can just rely on him. That's all you have to do I mean, is they, just rely on him. I mean, I can't, I mean, they got good guards. I mean, they have if, good guards. If he couldn't 
he couldn't carry it. I mean, I don't think if you have four scrubs out there with him, he's going to carry a team. Probably not. But, I mean, the thing is, when you're Zach Eady and you have the benefit of everything around you, they just have to dump the ball into you. You back somebody down, you're going to get double or triple team. Guess yeah. what? There's going to be one or two guys open on the wing that you can dish the ball out to yeah. and set them up for a three. But, like, against us, I mean, I mean, he, yeah, we fouled him a bunch, but it was the other guy that beat us, the Fletcher or whatever his name was. I mean, that dude and Brandon, Brandon Smith went up, was the reason they almost – I mean, went on the road this weekend and beat Wisconsin. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, they're – I mean, I hate – I mean, they're a good team. I mean, they just have nothing – they have a, a dominant big man. I mean, people probably hated Shaq being the way he was when he was at LSU. But he's the most dominant big man. I uh, mean, the guy can't help. He's seven foot four, He can't – And he's doing what he's supposed to do, I, dominate. Yeah, I mean, we can't compare him to Shaq, though. I mean – College. Shaq was- College, no. yes, you can. No, Shaq was a lot more dominant. He's about than to. Zach be, he, this guy's about to be the only second player ever to win National Player of the Year two times. He's not going to win it this year. <laughs> Dalton Connect's going to win it. Uh, okay, Dalton <laughs> Connect is going to win it. I mean, I hope. I hope you're right, but it's not. It's not trending that way. He's gonna have. He's gonna have to. I'll fight somebody over that. I mean, he's the first team All American. Who cares? When was the last time we had one of those? <laughs> Because he's going to be that. He was Grant be that. was Grant first team. I mean, you would think Grant was being SEC player of the year, but I have to. We'd have to research it and see. But I'm just saying, like, I, mean, I do know that Grant's probably the closest thing we have to someone getting. Their but the national player of the year doesn't mean anything. They lost second round last year. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, it doesn't. They lost first round. There was, was it first round? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, they lost to uh, Fairleigh Dickinson. Yeah, cause I was thinking the one seed Virginia lost the year before they did, right? UMBC or whatever it was. That had been a few years back, but was it? Uh, Arizona got beat last year by uh, Princeton. Princeton yeah. first yeah. round. Those were your two biggest upsets in the first round last year. So I mean, it just takes a. I, I don't even know why they they just couldn't shoot in that game. Who's that? Purdue against like Fairleigh Dickinson. They just couldn't oh, shoot the ball. I mean, it, it shouldn't matter. They should just be able to throw it inside to the man. He's Seven foot, he's bigger than anybody, even if there's a 6'11 dude out there. But those guys were our height trying to guard him. He's got that same Shaq issue, though. He can't make free throws. Like, he's just terrible. No, he can make – can he not? I thought he could shoot free throws. He's, he made a bunch against us. Of course. <laughs> he's a better free throw shooter than Shaq. But, I mean, as far as – I thought he was, like, close to 80%. As far as just overall power and – I mean, I don't ability. remember – I was eight years old, I think, when Shaq was at LSU in 92 or whatever, whatever year he was there. 91, yeah. But, I mean – Edie's bigger than what Shaq was in college. He is. Shaq was like a lean. I mean, Shaq, even in Orlando, you know, he looked like Dwight Howard. You know, like that kind of build. Uh, Shaq didn't get big until he went to L.A. Yeah. That's when he really became dominant. I mean, he was always dominant. I don't know what his numbers were at LSU. But he never won SEC Player of the Year, did he? I mean, I don't know. I don't – I mean, I wasn't alive for that. Right. But I'm just saying, like, I mean, Edie's as dominant of a player in college as I've seen. So – Think but, so? Yeah, I would. I would. I would say. Who was the other two-time Player of the Year? Ralph Sampson, I think. Uh, okay. was yeah, his it's, name. it's not happened since Ralph Sampson, who wow. played at Virginia, who uh, was like eight, and they, I don't remember the years that was. But he went to the NBA. His rookie year was the eighty-three, eighty-four season, the year before Jordan. I mean, it's crazy. It hadn't happened more. I mean, like you would think, especially. I mean, because of, now it's one and dones. But like, even the, some of these one and dones aren't winning National Player of the Year necessarily. I mean, some of these top players. I mean, so, I mean, this. I mean, he's probably not going to do anything to the pros. Let's be honest. But for what he is in college, I mean, he's. I mean, it's trending that he's going to be national player of the year. You know? I mean, the thing like Ralph Sampson was also 
seven foot four. Was he? Yeah. Imagine having Ralph Sampson and Akeem Olajuwon on the same roster. Was Drexler's on that team too, right? Am I wrong? No, that was uh I'm even gonna Houston, right? You're thinking of lo- the Houston Cougars. Oh, oh, you're talking pro. Yes. Oh, okay. The Houston Rockets. Like they were okay. both on that team. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think Samson was as much in the pros as he was in college, but maybe I'm wrong. No. I don't know. He um I mean, the ability was there, he just never did anything with it. Yeah. I mean, he I mean, he did average 15 points per game, 8 rebounds, and like almost two blocks a game. But as far as the college aspect of it, Zach Eady, unfortunately, you know, because there is bias against the SEC, there is all that Big Ten bias. Everybody loves a Big Ten basketball team. They're going to end up giving it to Zach Eady. I mean, he's 25 and 15 a game. I mean, it's not like he's just in blocks and just the way he affects the game. I mean, and he's done he's done it all season. Like, Connect had a stretch where he came in, like, six games where he's averaging, like, 30. Yeah. But I mean, he's also had games time. when he's gone for seven, and yeah, you know, you know. So I'm, I'm not saying connects not in the conversation, but right now, I think I, I would lean Edie. I mean, they're the best team, the most consistent team. Um, they have some of the best wins. I mean, in the words of Phil, they're gonna flame out in March, <laughs> and that's all that matters. Who cares? You can win national player of the year as yeah. long as we don't see them in March. I don't care what they do. Yeah, up to that point. I just don't want to see them. Quite frankly, I don't want to see North Carolina again. That, well, I mean, I mean, they're a team. It's like, okay, well, are they good? Are they not good? I mean, there was talks. I mean, even last year and the year before, it's like, you know, can can North Carolina get it done again? Can Hubert Davis get it done? Is he capable of doing it at North Carolina? Obviously, he's capable of it. I mean, the guy's been to a national championship game. He knocked out Duke. In Coach K's last game, not only Duke versus North Carolina, but he also knocked out Coach K in the Final Four as well. Right. Had a lead at halftime against Kansas in that championship game, too. Mm-hmm. And then they were just terrible last year. It made no sense. They, oh, they were garbage, dude. They still oh, they've had been in NIT. They've been in NIT. I mean, right. they've, been, they've had their I mean, ups weren't and downs they, for sure. they were even, what, at eight seed? The year they made it to the Final Four? I think the year that, yeah. Like, they had to yeah. and claw their, scratch and claw their way in. Yeah, a lot of people were shocked they got in at that seed, I think, yeah. too. I think they were, had 12, 13 losses, yeah. maybe even 14. I, I can't remember. Yeah, like a lot of people were shocked they even made it, and then they just got hot at the right time. Well, that's the way we've seen it. I mean, some some teams go when they're at their conference tournament just to get in, and then they keep it going. I think some of those Connecticut teams did it, like with Kimba. Like, I don't mm-hmm. – or Syracuse would go on little runs. Or you know, I, I always for, – for some reason, I always remember, like, Big East tournament being, like, this – stepping stone to like some of these teams making runs i mean let's call it like it is that was the mecca of college basketball at one point the we're talking about the old big east oh yeah like they had uconn syracuse like yeah, all that those was, teams that was awesome like the big yeah. east tournament you look forward to it was the big that. east and the acc were like the top dogs yeah like you didn't miss yeah. those tournaments yeah because the sec i mean at one point actually for a long time mm-hmm. like the sec just didn't care about basketball no and at some point in the early 20 teens the Commissioner looked at all the athletic directors and said, listen, I know you all care about football. We care about football. We know that football is our biggest revenue generator, but we got to put something in the basketball 
Well, like, you always had Kentucky. You always like, had. Yeah, you always had Kentucky, and then when Florida won those two titles, then it became pretty serious. It became serious. And you got better coaching in the league. Well, I mean, and when you're the Southeastern Conference and you only have two teams getting in to the NCAA tournament, that's an issue. Yeah. That's an issue. Yeah. But, you know, now the SEC, I mean, you look at it. South Carolina just, I mean, catapulted their way into the top 25. Yeah. The, a lot of people said they would finish last in the SEC. Yeah, I think the preseason SEC rankings had them last, yeah, which is crazy because Missouri's oh, terrible. I think they had them at 13 is what or, they had them. I know it was yeah. near the bottom, and yeah. now here they are right at the top. Like, they're probably going to be – I don't know. I've not looked at bracketology lately, and we'll get into that here. I, I glanced at it just to see where we were. They started us as a two. You know, That's not surprising. Like, Houston was still a one, I think. UConn. So, I don't, I don't see us in the bracket that we were originally in. Interesting. Very interesting. So they, buddy, who did I just say I don't want to see? We're in Purdue side. Yes, we're <laughs> in the Midwest, the Detroit region. And guess who we'd have to go up against in our first game? If you made it to the Elite Eight. Oh. Or excuse me, the Sweet Sixteen. Who? Duke. <laughs> we got their number right now, Beat don't them we? Once, yeah. <laughs> Beat them uh, again. They're pretty I mean, much the same team as last year. So, I mean, in that region right now, we got to hit a break here in just a minute, but in the Midwest region, it's Purdue, play-in game, a two-nobody, St. Mary's, Ole Miss, San Diego State, a team you got to watch out for come March, uh, UC Irvine, Iowa State, La Tech, Oklahoma, Grand Canyon, uh, not a bad ball club, Duke, Vermont, Texas Tech, Virginia, Drexel, and Tennessee. Stay with us. Sammy Kincaid, the Fan Run OG, joins us next right here on Fan Run Radio. Making a better vodka soda ain't rocket science. You just gotta start with a better vodka. And then voila, you get White Claw vodka soda. Your taste buds are about to get a PhD in deliciousness. JB Smooth only drinks vodka soda made with the world's smoothest vodka. Try the all new White Claw vodka soda. Pick up a variety pack of their four delicious flavors. Only 100 calories, 4.5% alcohol, and two grams of sugar. White Claw vodka soda. Please drink responsibly. Are you ready to elevate your driving experience? Then you need to head over to your hometown dealership, Parkside Kia, home of the lifetime warranty. Discover the latest Kia cars and SUVs where technology meets style. Our friendly staff is here to make your car buying experience a breeze. Don't wait. Visit Parkside Kia today and drive home in the Kia of your dreams. Check them out online at parksidekia.com and visit their showroom at 9929 Parkside Drive. Parkside Kia, where your journey begins. Rogers Utility Solutions, a division of Rogers Hydrant Service, is a family-run Tennessee-based business since 2015. Now serving municipalities and residences in 14 states, Rogers offers fire hydrant flow testing, distribution flushing, and maintenance programs in accordance with ISO standards. Rogers also offers hydrant repair and installation, and they have the capability of repairing hydrants under pressure. For more information on Rogers' new sewer maintenance program, complete with mapping, cleaning, and camera inspecting, Visit RogersHydrantService.com. Ever been the coach who realized the team's gear just wasn't up to par? Well, if I'm being honest, that was me. Just a downright irresponsible and plain bad coach. Then, SM Athletics changed the game. I want you to picture this. I walk into their store, a coach 
with a vision. SM Athletics didn't just see a coach. They saw a team's potential. And they delivered custom uniforms so striking. Our team's spirit soared. From cutting-edge apparel to top-notch equipment, SM Athletics transformed our presence. No more unreliable online orders or envying the other team's style. SM Athletics stands for quality design and on-time delivery every time. Coaches, elevate your team with SM Athletics. Call 865 966-3434 or visit smathletics.com. Get the best for your team, delivered right and on time. So, elevate your team's game by contacting SM Athletics today. They are our love bugs and companions. They are our pets, our family, and they make life better. When we face unexpected challenges, so do our pets. That's why we're on a mission to support people and their pets. Whether donating a bag of kibble, sharing an Instagram post of a lost cat, or welcoming a foster pet into your home, every bit of kindness counts. Visit petsandpeopletogether.org to learn how to be a helper in your community. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. I'm vanilla baby. I'll choke you, but I ain't no killer baby. She's 28, telling me I'm still a baby. Back here on the G.I. Jake Show, right here on Fan Run Radio. Jake Miller, Brett Hollander, Jack Pianta, cruising along through hour number one here on a Tuesday. Let's break down a little bit more of the most recent bracketology bracket that was put out by ESPN, of course. We went over the Midwest region, which is the one Tennessee is in. And in the East region, in which the Elite Eight and Sweet 16 will be held in Boston. UConn, obviously, number one. Yeah, Clemson, Nebraska, Kentucky at a five seed, actually. Samford, Dayton coming in at a four seed. Akron, imagine that, two Ohio teams having to go up to Spokane, Washington and play. It's like, you know, we could just do this. We just do this at Cleveland at the Quicken Loan Center. Yeah. I mean, let's do it up there. Utah State coming at number six. And then uh, interesting play-in game right now, Washington State, Seton Hall in that bracket. Alabama, notching a three seed. They're playing really good right now, leading the SEC. And quite frankly, they have a shot to win it. I did hear that they have the hardest remaining they do. schedule in the SEC. I mean, they basically think- got a month-long gauntlet. I mean, we're complaining about the five-game gauntlet that we have at the end of the year. There's basically a month-long. I think they're at Auburn tomorrow. So yeah. yeah, I mean, it's going to be exciting. tough. Didn't and they just play? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, oh, yeah, because that's when, like what's his name, week. pushed the player, right? Was yeah. that that game? Yeah. Or no, that that was against Missouri. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was against Missouri. That wasn't against Auburn. I did count. Looks like there's eight SEC teams in the tournament right now. Florida's in, it looked like, is a play-in. but Compared yep. to the one or two that we used to have? Yeah, yeah. so there's eight in right now. So. And then Mich- rounding out this bracket, you got Moorhead State, which would play Alabama. Michigan State at number seven, a team that Tennessee beat. Texas A&M at 10. Kansas at two. Colgate at 15. In the West, you got North Carolina, which would take on two uh, garbage teams, uh, either Eastern Kentucky or North Carolina Central. Then New Mexico and Northwestern rounding out that portion of the bracket. Florida Atlantic coming in as a five seed. Appalachian State, Baylor, Cornell, BYU, as you mentioned, Brett, Florida, and a playing game against Butler, Number three would be Illinois, then High Point, Colorado State, TCU, Arizona, Eastern Washington. And then finally in the South region, which will be played in Dallas, you got Houston, South Dakota State, Utah, Boise State, 
Creighton, Richmond, Auburn, McNeese State, South Carolina coming in at a number six seed. I expect them to move up as the season progresses. Indiana State, who's playing some really good ball right now, they're sitting just outside the top 25, I think around the 27-28 mark, if I am not mistaken. Wisconsin, Charlotte, Texas, Mississippi State, a team that beat Tennessee. And really, it still looks like a bad loss, but it makes me feel better knowing that they're getting some recognition as a tournament team. And then rounding that out with Marquette and Oakland. Right now, as it stands, don't go away. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the last four buys would go to Ole Miss, A&M. So that would be nine. Or no, you said last four in, right? Last four buys. Buys. Oh, yes. okay. So the last four buys would be Ole Miss, Texas A&M, Mississippi State, and Virginia. Your last four in mm-hmm. would be Florida, Butler, Washington State, and Seton Hall. Your first four out would be... St. John's, Cincinnati, Colorado, Wake Forest. Your next four out would be Memphis, Villanova, Providence, and Oregon. Notice one name that I did not say. What is the one team that you always see both at the top of the AP poll and always one of the top seeds in the tournament that we did not mention, period, in any bracket? Mm, I don't know. You said you a lot that? of teams. You're gonna you're gonna think that uh, what conference? Uh, I think they're in the West Coast Conference. It's Gonzaga. Oh, Gonzaga. Oh, oh yeah. Good point. Oh, yeah. Like think about point. that. Yeah. Think about how. But they're still winning that conference right now, right? No. I thought they beat St. Mary. Did they not beat St. Mary's the other night to go to the first first seed? It says uh, St. Mary's is the automatic bid. Yeah. So. Oh, so right, I know they played the other night. I just don't remember the, who was – I know it was a close game. But it, I don't remember it was who. a close game, and someone I, – I didn't see a video of it. Apparently, some stuff got thrown on the floor. I don't know the legitimacy of that. But, you know, I was looking at this the other day, and even earlier in the season, I was like, where's Gonzaga? Like, where are they at? Yeah. It's like – and then you look, and it's like, oh, they're not playing good ball this year. Mm-hmm. Right now, the West Coast Conference, uh, they are sitting at 7-2 and two. In conference play, St. So Mary's still undefeated. So they St. Mary's won the other night. Then yeah, I mean they're sitting at sixteen and six right now, two games back in conference. They're tied for second in the conference with San Francisco. So did you say they were in the tournament or no? Gonzaga? No, they're not in right now. They're not in. Wow. Okay. Gonzaga is not in the tournament. That's crazy. That's bizarre. <laughs> I mean, and you look they must at, have all six of their losses must be. Not good. So, the way that their schedule has played out, beat Yale, they beat Eastern Oregon, whoop-de-doo. Yeah. You get beat by 10 by Purdue. Not a bad thing. You beat Syracuse. It's good. Oh, yeah, they were out in Maui. They were out in Maui, yeah, yeah. that's right. And then uh, they beat UCLA. Beat Bakersfield, beat USC, beat Arkansas Pine Bluff, lose to Washington by five, beat Mississippi Valley State, lose to UConn, 76 to 63. Beat Jackson State. Lose to San Diego State. Beat Pepperdine and San Diego. Lose to Santa Clara. Beat Pepperdine, San Diego, San Francisco, Pacific, LMU, not Lincoln Memorial University, Loyola Marymount. Um, And then, of course, the other night lost St. Mary's 64 to 62. Now, having said that, guess who they play? 
in four days. Who's that, Gonzaga? Yeah. They have a non-conference game? Yes. Hmm. Kentucky. Yes. Whoa. I don't know why I said that. I think I vaguely remember that being mentioned maybe on Tennessee-Kentucky. That is going to be a 4 o'clock tip this Saturday. Oh, wow. On CBS. Where's that game? Lexington. Oh, wow. Well, we know that's not a hard place to go. <laughs> They've I lost mean, two in a row. They've uh, they have they've lost two in a row. They're trying to bounce back tonight against Vanderbilt. Not, I fully expect Kentucky to cover the spread tonight. Do you? Yeah. You said that nervously. Uh, what is the spread? It's not that much of a spread, actually. Like I was really? looking at it earlier. I think it's only like seven and a half. It's a single digit spread. Wow, that's surprising. Yeah. So tonight. When you look at that game, Kentucky is a nine and a half point favorite. Excuse me. That game is actually at Memorial Gymnasium. Can Kentucky go on the road and win by 10? Yes. Because their confidence level right now. They is, still got the offensive weapons. They, and, and Vanderbilt can't. They do have the offensive score weapons. enough. But you got to think, man, they are. Uh, but don't ask me about bets and stuff, so. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're going to have to make Marcus's picks for him again today. So Picking don't. Vandy. <laughs> uh, no, we're, we won't do that to him. I won't do that to him. But in other top 25 action night, uh, UConn and Butler play that game going to be at Connecticut. BYU is an underdog on the road. Ranked BYU number 21 goes to unranked Oklahoma. Oklahoma actually a favorite in that one. Dayton is a one-and-a-half point favorite on the road against St. Joseph's. That might be an easy play right there Iowa State goes on the road to Texas in which Texas is favored Oklahoma, probably can be by that's got to be a pick them almost right I mean it's one point it basically yeah. is it's one, yeah. one and a half is the line on that one uh, North Carolina only a six and a half point favorite against Clemson tonight hmm. South Carolina only a three and a half point favorite is that against one is that one at Carolina or at Clemson it's at the Dean Dome uh, okay and then South Carolina only a three and a half point favorite at home against Ole Miss and other action you got Eh, we're not going to talk about New Mexico, Wyoming. No. <laughs> Texas Tech and Baylor. Baylor a five-and-a-half-point favorite in that one. And San Diego State, a team that we just mentioned, they're a nine-and-a-half-point favorite on the road against Air Force. Air Force only 8-13 and 13 on the year. I can't wait to talk with Hodge in about an hour because that guy, I don't know what he does. That guy has like a betting computer in his brain. It just circulates information, circulates data, circulates analytics. And then he just spits something out, and it works. I don't know if you guys listened to much of the Cover Boys through the football season, but Johnny Hodge and Statnip, they did a fantastic job this mm-hmm. fall. I mean, the right side's picks, I want to say they were hitting it about a, I think, a 65% clip. Wow. So, I mean, you're making money mm-hmm. at that point. And that's why for today's edition of the betting tracker, we're actually introducing a fifth pick because you cannot go 60% with four picks you can go 25 50 75 or 100 mm-hmm. or zero <laughs> i mean yeah you, you've only got a few options when it comes to that so we're gonna add a fifth pick to that we're gonna be talking with hodge here in about an hour see if he can help us out man i mean thing is like i'm used to you know looking at a betting tracker you know trying to find every bit of data that i can in order to help but the thing is when I was doing that on overtime, that's because a lot of the sheets that I would get from my guy, he wouldn't send them until like 4 o'clock. Mm-hmm. 
I don't have that luxury anymore. No. It's like, okay, well, this guy's averaging this per game, this per game, this per game. And I do a lot of player props, and a lot of the player props, I mean, I was probably hitting about, I don't know, 55% on the player props. So it's like still losing a little bit, but not as much. It was not a good week for us last week. So are these picks you're making on the show, are these actually the legit picks you make for that evening? Yes. Or are you just goofing around with us and then going in and doing you, you probably do more than picks right i mean i do more you, well the thing you is get i more do more information throughout the day well i do more live betting now than i do anything i got it's you. like you see a yeah. trend because like one of the things in college basketball that you know everyone needs to pay attention to is mm-hmm. when a team goes on a run yeah fade that yeah because they're going to increase that spread mm-hmm. fade that spread makes sense so let's say you know for example tonight if you just so happen to be watching uh, Dayton and St. Joseph's, mm-hmm. and St. Joseph's goes on a run to go up by like nine or ten, uh-huh. and then they put the spread at St. Joseph's minus five and a half, go ahead and take the plus five and a half on Dayton gotcha. because that's going to swing in your favor most mm-hmm. likely. You know, BYU and Oklahoma, if Oklahoma goes on a big run and they increase the spread to like minus twelve and a half, go ahead and take BYU mm-hmm. to cover the twelve and a half. Gotcha. Now, you're not going to get as much bang for your buck on that. They're going to put it probably, you know, minus 115, minus 113, mm-hmm. uh, in some cases, minus 120. But you're better off taking that and earning a little bit on the back end versus trying to take a spread at the start of the game. I actually learned that from Hodge. So he's the one that's really been the one that's been like, well, tell you what, take these, take these live bets. And that's what I did during bowl season. Like from December 28th through the Citrus Bowl, mm-hmm. I was. Eight and two. That's pretty good. I mean, you watch the live bets. Because the thing is, you can't really bet pregame spreads. I mean, Logic would have told you last year during the Orange Bowl that Clemson beats Tennessee. Logic would have told you that, right? Well, thing is, you got to take into account, well, how many players does Clemson have sitting out? How many players does Tennessee have sitting out? The only one that you could really say with confidence that you could make a bet with before the game was Georgia on the spread this year versus Florida State. That was the only one that you could really feel confident in just because you knew that Florida State felt like they got jobbed and they were not going to go out there. Players were dropping like flies. Players were dropping like flies. They didn't want to play. Realistically, you could make the argument they didn't want to be there. You can make the argument that Florida State did not want to be there. And quite frankly, I don't blame them. Yeah, I mean, that was – yeah, I was wrong. Because like we've said before, the problem with the playoff committee in college football is is it the four best teams or is it the four most deserving teams? Because they didn't do either this year. Yeah. If it were the four best teams, Georgia would have got in. Yeah. If it were the four most deserving teams, then Florida State would have found its way in there. Yeah, we don't need to get back into that. but <laughs> no, we, we don't need to get back <laughs> yeah. into that because yeah. we, we don't have to deal with that anymore. we got 12 teams that are going to be in the playoff this year. Yeah. Now, there's still going to be faults with this. Don't get me wrong. There's going to be somebody that gets jobbed that should be in this that won't be there. Yeah. I want to hear what Haji has to say about the Super Bowl because uh, Mahomes is 10-1-1 against the spread. And he's an underdog. He's he's an underdog this weekend. So, and I don't – I've already told you guys, you don't bet against Mahomes. Anyway, whether whether it's a favorite or an underdog, the dude doesn't lose. He wins. He does. I mean, he's – I mean, he's – He's arguably the GOAT already, in my mind. Well, I mean, the thing is, you can't really bet against him, and just as soon as I bet for him, I should have bet against him. Like that that's. But you're just losing money when you bet against him. That's the thing. And then I'm going to lose money when I bet on him. No. 
Clearly, you don't. <laughs> you bet. You betting on him this weekend? Yes. How much? How much you putting on him? <laughs> that's my. <laughs> that's for. That's between me and my homes. That's between yeah, between you and your wallet. That's what it's between. Actually, me and my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because if you win, it's how much money did we win? Yeah. If you lose, how much money did you no, she, lose? No, she did send me a thing. She needs help with these uh, prop bets that she's involved with at her work. So oh. we can get into that if you guys want to do any of that today or down later this week. We don't have to do it today, but I have a list of like probably 25, 30 things that they're doing at their work. Prop bets. Really? Yes. So. Prop bets at work. All right. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I really like that, actually. Yeah, so they, it's what all your, uh, it's all like your, how long's the national anthem, or you know things like like little things coin like flip. that, coin yeah. flip. So you know? one of the things I do know about that is there's a bet somewhere out there. It's like, will the national anthem go over a minute and thirty, or will it be under? Because I like it, right now it says it, uh, you can bet over ninety and a half, or a minute and a half, or yeah, a minute and a half, I guess, or under a minute and a half. Are the two options for length of the national anthem? And the person performing here, and I don't know what the average is so far. I mean, a lot of people want to they want to be in that moment for as long as they can, so they extend the, their vocals or whatever. As long as it does not sound like Fergie at the All Star game, or uh, what, was, oh, what was the runner, the sprinter, Carl Lewis? Remember him? Was yeah. it a uh, was that was the regular season game? Remember how bad he he was? That if you was... haven't heard him, you need to look it up. But it's by far the worst I've ever heard. This was early. This like mid nineties. Uh, Roseanne Barr did one, and oh, she yeah. apologized like, <laughs> yeah. pretty quick <laughs> yeah. for that. But um, the person performing has never went over a minute and 23 seconds. Really? Yeah. So that's why that prop bet's out there. Yeah. See, I just always thought the, the song itself was at least a minute, right? I mean, I don't know. Like, it seems. But maybe I'm wrong. I never pay attention to it unless it's the Super Bowl. A lot of times they don't show it either. I mean, you, unless you're live at the game, you don't yep. see it. So, I mean, <laughs> you know what's bad is I should know the proper way to. But do But you'll it. see people like you'll get videos later. Like people will be on their phone, like with the clock going, like, "Come on, come on, over! I bet it over <laughs> ten more seconds." You know who I really feel bad for <laughs> in that time frame? All the service men and women and veterans that may render a salute during these long national anthems. <laughs> Because let me tell you, when you're holding your hand yeah. and you're holding that middle finger right at the tip of your eye, the tip of your brow, because yeah. some people want to put it in the middle of their head, like, buddy, stop, you look stupid. <laughs> so your middle finger essentially goes to the tip of your brow, and if you're wearing glasses, it goes to the tip of your glasses, and you have to hold it. Buddy, yeah. your arm gets tired after a minute. Yeah, It doesn't matter how skinny you are or how big you are. Your arm starts to get tired after a minute. Right. I feel bad for the people that have to sit there and hold it and keep holding it. Like those Army-Navy games. Yes. You know, like it seems like they're up at attention or whatever for forever. Yeah. You're like, because, I mean, yeah, it's, I don't know, but it's it's something. I always hated the officers because the thing is, enlisted have to salute officers anytime they pass, unless right. you're in a building, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're outside, you're, you got your cover on, and you have to say, morning, sir, afternoon, sir, you know, whatever time of day it is, and yeah. they just sit there and they'd hold it and stare at you and make you hold it the whole <laughs> time. The whole time. And they finally drop it, carry on. And you're like, oh, my God. 
Pretty much. That's <laughs> Trying to get the blood back. Oh, yeah. You're sitting the there shaking your arm. It's like, man. It's like, could he have dropped that yeah. any sooner? It would have been nice. Stay with us. Final segment, hour number one, coming up right here on Fan Run Radio. White Claw is taking hard seltzer to new heights with White Claw Surge. At 8% alcohol, White Claw Surge is a stronger wave of refreshment that doesn't compromise on taste. Available in four bold waves of flavor like ripe blackberry, citrusy blood orange, zesty natural lime, and tart cranberry. Check out your favorite retailer in-store and online for the White Claw Surge Variety 12-pack and 16-ounce single-serve cans. White Claw Surge, please drink responsibly. Is your home's exterior in need of a makeover? If so, it's time to call North Knox Siding and Windows. Transform your home's curb appeal with premium siding options. From classic to modern styles, they've got something to suit every taste. Upgrade to energy-efficient windows that'll keep your home comfortable all year round while saving you money on your energy bills. North Knox Siding and Windows, get ready to fall in love with your home all over again. Online at northknoxsidingandwindows.com. Are you ready to elevate your driving experience? Then you need to head over to your hometown dealership, Parkside Kia, home of the lifetime warranty. Discover the latest Kia cars and SUVs where technology meets style. Our friendly staff is here to make your car buying experience a breeze. Don't wait. Visit Parkside Kia today and drive home in the Kia of your dreams. Check them out online at parksidekia.com and visit their showroom at 9929 Parkside Drive. Parkside Kia, where your journey begins. Are you tired of looking at that piece of furniture that is wore down but you don't want to get rid of it? Segment hour number one here on the G.I. Jake Show as the Tennessee AG and the state of Virginia AG look to take on the NCAA and request basically a restraining order on behalf of the University of Tennessee. Man, something I want to talk about before we get to the phones is three months ago, you guys know what Charlie Baker said? If you don't know who Charlie Baker is, that's the president of the NCAA. Less than three months ago, it's coming from Tom Mars, said, quote, right now, there are no rules on name, image, and likeness. Hmm. That's weird. Three months ago, you say that. Fast forward to today, it's like, oh, well, Tennessee, you're in trouble. Okay, why are we in trouble? Well, we're going to retroactively punish you because we just made these rules, and if this were to happen today, you would have broken the rules, so we're going to punish you for something you did a year and a half, two years ago. Sorry, bud. Not going to work. And by the way, I don't know if you all saw this yesterday. I'm pretty sure this happened. Matter of fact, it did. So the NLRB, the National Labor Relations Board, Basically ruled that the Dartmouth men's basketball team can unionize, which would make them employees of the school. If you can unionize, you officially become an employee of the school. 
Is that right? I don't know. Which, I mean, if you know me, you know where I stand on the political spectrum. I'm not pro-union. We all know that. But I do agree that athletes should be compensated. I do believe that. However, it is, it's going to happen. Like, we're going to have unions all across America for college athletes. Basketball Brad's chimed in. He said, Jake, Virginia is a commonwealth, not a state. It's still a state. It is still a state. To the phones we go for the first time today, 865-546-8200. Your number if you want to hop on with us. Joshy Boy is up first. What do you say, Joshy? Hey, guys. How's it going? Morning. Good. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Pretty good, yep. Good. So, uh, Jake, did you make that bet for Marcus Lakers minus 23 yesterday, or did he make that himself? All I'm saying is that it sounded like Marcus, and you know the rule of it, you know, walks like a dog, talks like a dog, it's a dog. So it, it sounded like Marcus, and it seemed like a bet that Marcus was would make, <laughs> so we're going to make it a Marcus bet. Yeah. <laughs> hey, two of those hit, Joshy. Two of those bets oh, hit. And the fact of the matter is, if you had just bet a dollar on each of those, you would have came out to the green. Mm-hmm. Like, if you bet $4 on those, yeah, only two of them are hitting, but your net profit is $3. Right. <laughs> so, uh... so, how can he be mad? I made yeah, him money. Because he didn't bet Yeah, he's, he's probably mad because he didn't bet him. Right. He only bets in HL anyway, so. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he, <laughs> needs, uh, he needs to branch out more. Yeah. He does. Joshy, I heard you on the drive yesterday. You had a strong take about What's up? the University of Tennessee, or excuse me, the state of Tennessee and the Commonwealth of Virginia. See, I got it right that time. Um, and their lawsuit that's happening in Greenville, basically how the NCAA is going to try to come in and say, well, Tennessee, we're going to punish you, and yeah, you said we're going to look them. No, you're not. No, we're no, they're not. They're not going to punish Tennessee. The fact yeah. of the matter is, I don't think they can. I don't know what grounds no. they would have to do it. And Josh, what you do if you're the University of Tennessee right now is if they try to punish you, you tell them to go to hell. Yeah, you're not taking any sort of punishment. They have no power anymore, Josh. And we're going to be talking a little bit about this with Jake Crane from Crane and Company tomorrow. And okay. he's gonna rip he's gonna rip the NCAA to shreds because that's what Good. this guy does. There's nobody that can rip somebody to shreds better than my guy Jake Crane down from the Daily Wire. And so uh Josh, yeah, oh, I don't ahead. I don't know exactly what's gonna come out of today. I assume that Tennessee is probably gonna get a restraining order on the NCAA, which is right. probably the best thing that could happen. So uh Brett Philly has uh, been really silent since uh, Triple J went off on uh, Kentucky Saturday night. Yes, uh, it's oddly strange. We haven't heard from him. Um, and as I said last week, like guys are quick to call when a player's struggling or a coach is struggling. Uh, but when good stuff happens, it, it's quiet. I mean, I wasn't going to be mad. I just tried to tell him. I had that. Right. You know, I I wasn't going to be mad. I didn't. I didn't say a word yesterday. I mean. Josiah did the talking for me, and yeah. I was happy for it, and everybody should have been happy for it. I wasn't, you know, I said my two cents. Phil had his two cents. We went back and forth. You know, yeah. I he kn- he knows where I am. He knows the number. Oh. 
Right. You know, so uh, I'd be happy to have a conversation, Joshy boy. Well, uh, guys, as of 13 hours ago, there is actually an employment opportunity with the NCAA for Director of Legal Affairs. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, Jake, do you think that Haji will have a nice little same-game parlay for the Super Bowl? Oh, yeah. Actually, that might Good. be that might be a joke, but I just told you. Job <laughs> highlights no expectation of winning anything. Great view from the office. Yeah, window. make sure you click on stuff and read it all the way through, Jake. <laughs> yeah, not that anybody's so, going to uh, apply for it anyway. <laughs> I, I would not want that job because that would be just like applying for the Pac-12 social media director. You'd have the job probably because there's not going to be any other candidates because that job's going to be extinct in about twelve months. Jake, uh, out the door. What happens? In the next, I'm going to give it two to three years, okay? Okay. Tennessee makes the Final Four in basketball. Tennessee wins the national championship in baseball. Or Tennessee makes the college football playoff in football. See ya. Appreciate the phone call, Josh. Yeah, I would say wow. that Tennessee, we're going to make the 12-team playoff this upcoming year. This upcoming year. This upcoming year, we're going to. But be you don't think player. the final four happened before that? No. I just, you've you've I, been so confident that I, this was the team. This is the season. I've got to go. Are you backing off on it now? No, I think. I mean, have some elite eight courage. Elite eight. I'm probably going twelve team too. If we don't oh. make the final four this year, it's just it's gonna okay. Be well, I'll cry if we don't make the final four this year. Yeah. Okay, but we don't. Now we all think Nico's going to be great. We don't know. We don't know anything. It's true. He wouldn't beat an Iowa team. Congratulations. I'm just saying, we play in the toughest conference in America. You can go in and lose any day of the week. You can lose any day of the week. You have to go 10-2. and two. You just have to win four games in, in March. Okay, look at Tennessee's schedule right now. What are you talking about? Football. Football. Okay. Who are your projected losses? Because right now we're only projected to lose two. Okay. Projected. Projected. Mm-hmm. But we don't. We don't. You can't. You can't. You know how good the basketball team is. I know. You know they're a top, top team in the country. Mm-hmm. You've played the top teams in the country. You know. You've seen them. You know I'm a gambling man. I mean, if, what four of your five losses are top fifteen teams? Mm-hmm. You, you've told me we have the national player of the year. Mm-hmm. What's? I'm saying final four. Brett says final four. And I think. And I think baseball might before. Wait, what do you say about baseball? Does he say win it or get to Omaha? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's too tough. That's and a lot. you know, I don't know about the pitching. So, I, but he did say two or three years. Now that makes a difference. But I'm pretty confident in the basketball team this year getting getting over the playoff. If we just go football playoff this year or Final Four this year, I think I'm leaning uh, basketball Final Four. See, I think. In football, if we don't get it next year, the chances of getting it the next year are even more high. But for See, I think it'd be better. Right, exactly. For basketball, I think it drops off, though. Oh, it does. That's why. But I'm – because I, I know what we have in basketball. Right. I right. know we have the best player. We're banking on Nico, who we've only seen for one game, and limited snaps. That's true. No, I think he's going to be great. Now, if I think he's going to be great, well, that so, changes things. Well, and then. something else to take into account, too, is we didn't really open up the playbook that much against Iowa because we didn't have to. We did not have to do that. And how? What's the defense going to be? Are we going? Can Nico go out there and possibly have to score forty points a game? He might have. I mean, because our defense is. Well, we know our front seven is going to be strong. 
They should. We know that. Yes. Our secondary, I still don't know what to think about them because what little bit we had back there is now gone. Yeah. And quite frankly, I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. I yeah. wish that Willie Martinez would have took the defensive coordinator job at MTSU, and I wish that Tim Banks would have took the head coaching job at MTSU because I felt like they would have made a great tandem down there. That way we could go get us a new defensive coordinator. So what is stopping you from saying Final Four, the basketball team? What are, What is missing from this team that you aren't confident enough to think we can get to a Final Four? The curse. So the Barnes curse. I don't know if it's a Barnes curse. I think it's that's a curse. what uh, well, that's what people say. It's what, the Barnes curse, it's right? Not, well, I mean, the thing is, you can call it the Barnes curse all you want. Because the best teams we've had have been under Barnes. Uh, Pearl had some strong teams, man. Pearl had some really strong teams. Jerry Green had some teams that were final. Yeah, but don't you think they were day. missing stuff? Our best player was with. Uh, I mean, Pearl's best team was with Lofton and them, and we were undersized. We were undersized, but I mean, the thing is, and we play, and we didn't play much defense. We didn't play much defense. That team, by God, they were fun to watch. Because we're preparing with a great defensive team that we have. I mean, you make the argument his best team or his most talented team was when he had you know Scott. What if, what if the what hands. if the team plays the way they did against Kentucky? If team plays against or plays the way they did against Kentucky, you're probably going to the Elite Eight Final Four. Okay. However, South Carolina I, though that's a that's another thing. But here's what you have to take into account: people want to call it the Barnes curse all they want. It's a Tennessee curse. We've seen this under Bruce Pearl. We saw it under Jerry Green. But we haven't cared as much. We didn't care as much because. The thing is, Bruce Pearl was fun to watch. People cared about Jerry Green because he had all that talent and then would flame out in March. Who does that sound like? Sound like somebody we have now. But something else that also has to be taken But were people account. saying that with Pearl? People were saying, no, people weren't saying it with Pearl because Bruce Pearl was fun to watch and he was out in the community. The thing is, that doesn't just apply to Rick Barnes. That applies to every coach that Tennessee's ever had. There's been talent here to make a Final Four. There's been talent here to probably go win a national championship. We just haven't done it. It's not a Barnes curse. It's not but a Pearl you guys curse. Have been telling, it's a Tennessee but, curse. But you said this is the best team ever. You've been saying Final Four bust. I said it's a Final Four ca- capable team. And I do think they're capable of making a Final Four. Whether that happens or not, the only way that we're going to find out is in about a month and a half from now when the NCAA tournament starts. What are we, like one of four teams that are top ten in both offense and defense? Yeah. And you tell me we have a national player of the year candidate, we, we first team all American. Well, I mean, that's the thing. We no the other bill. team that we've seen has had a first team all American that I remember. Unless Grant was it. I mean, this is the best we've. And you said it's the best player we've ever had at Tennessee. Let's do a deep dive into the analytics when we return. Stay with us. Hour number one of the books. Hour number two of the GI Jake Show coming up right here on Fan Run Radio. Ever been the coach who realized the team's gear 